Hello, uh, Creative Pack people. It's uh, day 10, which is Saturday the 10th. Only it's actually Friday here still, because I'm doing this one one day ahead. Reason for that is I'm actually on Saturday. I'm away shooting a wedding all day um, up, up in Scotland, uh, just kind of south of Kilmarnock. Um, I'm actually leaving Friday and I'll be coming back Sunday. So I'll get Sundays done on Sunday, but there was no way I was going to get Saturday done on Saturday. And even if I did, I don't know if I'm going to have broadband or not. So I thought it was a good idea to, you know, to do it ahead of time and try and keep my continuous run going so hence i have um i thought i would just say a little bit about shooting the wedding and how i do it um you know i guess for a lot of people the interest to be in the equipment so i just kind of quickly listed and say but um um i'm an icon shooter reason for that is kind of legacy related but basically i got an incredible deal on a d50 three four years ago um a d50 was an incredible camera six megapixels it had a big chunky body though which fitted my hands because i have big chunky hands and um, that's why that's why I'm an icon shooter basically because I had a D50 and I loved it. Um, for the wedding, I'm using a D300 and a D200 body. So the D200 has a grip on it mainly because it's a well, mainly because um, it's my body. I actually own the other one. I kind of get high, I hire in. Um, also, I do a lot of portrait work, and I find it's bad for my wrist if I try and shoot portrait all day on a D200 without a grip. So I have a grip for that one there. Um, on the D300, I'll have a 1755 2.8 AFS lens on it. Um, it's a fixed aperture 2.8 AFS. It's nice and fast and silent. Um, it's a big piece of glass, but it's the only big piece of glass I carry. So it's okay to have them. It's okay to carry that one there. Um, I find the 1755 gets the vast majority of the work. It's good for the general coverage. Um, it close focuses enough to be able to get you a convincing kind of ring shot if you want to get in close. It's, it's not true. It's nowhere near a macro, but then if I wanted a macro lens, I'd have to carry a macro lens, and I like to go as light as possible. So that's how I did. Um, I find with the D300, I can shoot at 1600 ISO, pull out to 5x7 print for color. Um, if, I need to go, if I need to go bigger, I, I have a tendency to try and fold a black and white at that point, especially if I'm that high up the ISO. Um, but that's only really an issue for kind of inside churches and the stuff. Normally, you can sh shoot lower down at 800, get color, get a big print out of it. Obviously, the 2.8 glass really helps to, you know, well, it really helps with light gathering. You get a whole load of light in, which makes it nice and easy to work with. Um, I actually carry that for D300 to 1755 just on its normal, just on a normal strap around my neck. Um, I find I basically spend the entire day with that in my hands. So, you know, I, I'm not really worried about how it's being carried because it's in my hands all the time. I have it on a strap so I can drop it when I want to go to my second body. Um, on the 1755, I also have an SB600 on the top of it as well. Um, I use the 600 mainly because it's a lot cheaper than the, what it, well, than an 800 or a 900 would be. Um, it is a lot, it is a lot cheaper. You don't get quite as much punch or throw, but because I'm not actually using any long gla long gra glass at all, I don't need the throw to 200 200 mil. So um, there's not really much advantage for me for using a 900. And I've never really found that SP600 hasn't given me enough light in the situations I want it. That probably has a lot to do with the fact that I tend to shoot stylistically very wide open um, indoors and stuff. That's the kind of style that I shoot. People know my style when they book me to go to weddings and do stuff. So they know what they're getting, what they're expecting, and hence it all kind of supports itself. Um, in terms of length on the D200, I actually take an 85mm 1.8. Now, the 85mm 1.8 AFD lens is quite an interesting quite, quite an interesting piece of glass. It's very challenging to work with, actually. Um, the first thing I'd say is it has a real close... It doesn't close focus at all. Now, you might be thinking... Now, you might be thinking, what does that mean? Well, it means it's a nightmare for when people get close to you. How close? Well, you basically, with the 85 1.8... 
you'll probably be a lot more familiar with a 50 mil or, you know, everybody has a 17 to 55 kit. So if you imagine you have your 85 at 50 mil, if you imagine you have, you're looking at your 50 mil and you get a head and shoulders shot. So you get the, you know, the kind of top half of the body and the head with the 85 one eight, you can't get any tighter in than that, but you do have to be obviously another couple of feet back. So you're basically looking at anything within six feet of you is problematic. But what you do get is that it's just an incredible quality piece of glass. It looks great. You could get a 1.4, which is even nicer. I find the 1.4 so expensive that I'm just nervous of having it of having it banging around. And in the way I use it, I have it on a rapid strap and RS7. So it's literally hanging on my side the whole day, bouncing around everywhere. So I don't, you know, I mean, the 1.8 is fine for that kind of thing. Um, you get so much light through it though, which is real, it's a real pleasure to shoot with. It's incredibly stylistically pronounced as well. Um, you know, I mean, if somebody, if you're, if you're comparing work against somebody who's maybe shooting 17 to 55 and a 70 to 200 or 24 to 70, 70 to 200 kind of combo, then the 85 will force you to shoot some stylistic, that kind of stylistic stuff, which is nice. Um, if you if you want to be kind of up with the trend at the moment, you can use the 85, lie on the floor and sh kind of shoot that sort of fashion feel to stuff if you want to. Um, it's got enough reach to be able to give you kind of the candid sort of kind of street photography kind of feel to stuff as well, which is nice if you want to kind of step away from the action but be able to reach into it to pull out frames. It's really kind of nice. Um, the SB600, which I have, can push to 85 mil. So you can use that to actually kind of throw illumination forward if you want to put some extra light in there as well. So it's a nice kind of fit between the, the, whole, load, the whole load of them. Um, and I do like the 85 mil. The, the problem with it though is the close focus is such a limitation that you can't have it as a single piece of glass. Um, I could conceive, you know, I, I could conceive shooting a wedding with a 50 mil. And um, if the room's big enough that you don't run out of width, then, you know, I could conceive of doing that, but the 85 is a piece of glass that you couldn't shoot primarily. Um, not only could you not shoot it primarily, you really can't ever only have it on either because there's so many situations where something would be too close and you can't get far enough away to be able to get it to focus, get the focus to work. So it's a high-risk lens, the 85. Um, it spends most of the day, as I said, on a D200 hanging up my side, but for the times, for the moments where it becomes possible to use it, it comes into play for certain situations. It's... It, it's absolutely incredible, and I've managed to get a lot of really good kind of first dance, alter alter kind of shots that people have been incredibly happy with. That you just I don't think you'd get with any other any other glass particularly. It's important to remember that the one the one point eight aperture is really useful for those situations where you're you you've got a low light situation, but you need the shutter speed not to handle not to handle the camera shake but to handle the act to freezing the action sort of thing so obviously vr is really useful if you've got a static thing in the dark but when you've got something that's moving in the dark you need to you need the raw aperture and iso to do the work for you vr is not going to help there so i don't have any vr glass for that very reason it's just not something for me to um i use sandisk cards they've never died on me ever i've got loads of them i've never had a single problem yet so until that happens i'll keep using them um so that's what I'm going to go shoot the wedding with. Um, some photos will probably turn up online eventually and I'll kind of let you know where they're going to be. Um, if you're at a wedding this weekend and you're wondering what to do, um, the big tip I can give you actually, um, what's a good tip? Oh yeah, one really cool tip is to, um, turn your, is to turn your flash on, but to turn your flash on at the times when you don't think you need it. So if you're in a dark church, don't bother turning on the flash. Your little flash, the little kind of onboard flash isn't going to do anything to illuminate the space. You're just going to annoy people and it's going to kind of put everybody off. So don't fire a flash when you're indoors, but when you're outdoors, turn your flash on and it your flash fire. And what you'll find it to do is going to fill in the faces. So underneath the eyes, all the kind of face, you'll find it's much nicer there. So I definitely recommend that kind of approach as the, as the way to go. So there you go. That's my little tip. To, uh, turn on your flash when you don't think you need it 
and turn it off when you do think you need it. And that's a good way to do a wedding. Okay, so that's Saturday's Creative Pack. I'm so confused because it's Friday, so that was Creative Pack Day 10 I've just done. I'll be back on Sunday, and it will actually be Sunday. So have a good weekend, everybody. I'll see you on Sunday. All the best. <laughs>